I heard it once said that it's hard to lead a cavalry charge if you think you look funny on a horse. Today on the Champion Forum podcast, we have a frank discussion around the truth that not everyone is built for leadership. This is the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back, everyone, to the show. My name is Jeff Hancher. If you're new with us, please understand that I am your biggest fan and I am on a mission to help others lead, inspire, and win in this journey. So here's the million dollar question today. Are you fit to lead? That's the question that I'm going to attempt to answer in today's show because I've ran across a whole lot of people that aspire to lead. Maybe they're even in a leadership role, but quite frankly, after spending a little bit of time with them, I'm really questioning, is this something that they should be doing? Anybody that's a parent has ran into this as well when uh, Johnny says that he wants to play football and uh, you watch Johnny play for about a season and you realize that... uh, Johnny's slow, uh, Johnny's not that strong, and Johnny doesn't even really have a big desire to play football. The only reason he's playing is because everybody else is playing. But you come, to, you come across that, man, you've seen Johnny uh, pick up the pen and a tablet and draw some amazing things. So you do what every good parent would do, and you start to help them explore what they're good at. Hey, Johnny, you know, you, I've seen what you've done. You, you're just an amazing artist. Have you ever thought about dedicating more time to that and maybe less time to the game of football? Like, hey, I'm going to support your efforts, and if you want to go all in on football, like, let's do that. But, hey, as a parent, I just want to let you know this is what I see in you. And so many times, folks, in this in this journey that I'm on as a consultant, as a coach, as a mentor, these are the tough conversations that I have to have. Even my time in corporate America, I've had to have this tough conversation a lot, whether it was that somebody wasn't ready or I didn't think they were built for it. But I can tell you, this is a gift to give some people. And I get this question often. And the question is, what do I believe, Jeff Hancher, that it takes to become a great leader? And I believe this is a very well-documented subject that's out there for the reading. However, today, I want to take a little bit of a different approach on this, a little different angle. And I want to talk about what you might want to assess that would be signs that you should either remove yourself from leadership or maybe abort the mission of becoming a leader altogether. Some people are built to be individual contributors. And by the way, if that's you listening, we love you. We need you. We want more of you. The bottom line is, is we got to find out what we're gifted to do, what we're called to do, what gets our juices flowing, and go all in on that thing. Make no mistake, I come from the belief that leadership is learned. I also come from the belief that not everyone has the ability to, that everyone does have the ability to influence at some level. I believe that. I believe that no matter what your title is, everybody has the ability to influence at some way, at some level. And that might be you listening. However, making the decision to become a full-time leader, that comes with some higher stakes, and it's not for everyone. I think Mark Twain said it best once when he said, the two most important days in your life are the day that you're born and the day that you find out why. I think that's true. And man, I've been on this journey plenty of times. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but leadership is not for everyone. 
And if you are pursuing leadership and it's not your proper position, you are cheating the rest of us by not finding what you're gifted to do and how you can serve others in the very best way that you know how. We are all built for something. That is not me saying that you're not built to influence and you're not built to make impact. But making leadership a full-time career, it's just simply not for everyone. There's a few issues that I often see that has brought urgency around this subject today. First is that leadership is often over-glorified. This leaves people lacking the full picture of what leadership can really entail. You know, sometimes leadership's over-glorified in Hollywood and what you might see on social media. But what they don't talk about is the conflict dispute that you have to go through because Johnny burnt popcorn again in the cafeteria, and I'm so sick of him, and I don't want to do this anymore. Like, welcome to leadership. It's that kind of nonsense sometimes that you have to navigate. But that's not ever what's publicized. And and it's over-glorified so many times. The second thing is, it's often implied that anyone can be a great leader. And while I'm never going to limit anyone, many people are going to require years of experience, years of personal development and training before they can even begin to think about thriving in a leadership role. It's not something that we can all do right now. You don't just take this magic leadership pill and all of a sudden you're making big impact and earning big wealth and making the biggest decisions at the biggest levels. It doesn't work that way. And with the world being driven by this instant gratification model, many people find this very difficult to accept. What I'm going to share with you is not only going to help some current leaders, but it will also serve the leader that is listening that maybe you're tasked with hiring and grooming future leaders as well. Because if you are a leader of leaders, you're a leader that hires and grooms leaders, the worst thing that you can do is to put somebody into a leadership role that has not been prepared and they are not qualified to do the job. You get this great individual contributor. They're a great culture fit. You get along well with them. You put them into leadership and they fail. So take note, whether you're the leader of leaders, whether you're the the aspiring leader, your goal is to lead someday, or maybe you're new at leadership and you feel like it's like petting a cat backwards. Can you pet a cat backwards? Sure you can. Cat hates it. You hate it. Everybody hates it. Take some notes on this and do some inventory. What we know is that most of the world's best leaders demonstrate common traits. If you don't possess some of these, or maybe even the majority of these, there's a strong chance you're not ready to lead. I'm not saying never, but I'm saying the time might not be today. So here's a few of these indicators that leadership may not be for you. The first one is, you're not a risk taker. You gotta take, you gotta be willing to take calculated risks as a leader. The best leaders know that in order to improve or in order to create change, chances are there will be a significant amount of risk that's going to be involved. Failure is always going to be a possibility in leadership. However, good leaders are good at calculating these risks, and they're very good at overcoming their fear of said failure. Because it's not if you fail as a leader, it's only when and how can you minimize the frequency of it. If you don't don't like taking risks, you're somebody that's not that, this is something you will need to become more comfortable with if you want to succeed in a leadership role. So are you or are you not a risk taker? Number two, you prefer to do work alone. This is a big one. 
Now, I'm never going to put anybody in the box of never and always. The very essence of leadership is about inspiring others to bring out their best. Isn't that what leaders do? This requires a very consistent coaching and supporting of your team, of the people that are counting on you to lead. Exceptional leaders don't see these as duties they somehow fit in in their schedule. They see them as a responsibility to the people that they're serving. They realize that spending time with their people is an investment towards not only their success as a leader, but the success of the organization and the success of the people that they're leading. It's okay to prefer to work alone. That's not, that's not bad. It doesn't make you wrong. But that probably means you might want to reconsider becoming a leader. Cultivating relationships is the foundation of inspiring people to make their very best contribution. Number three, you don't like change. Oh boy, let me put a spotlight on this one. The most respected and famous leaders that you can think of right now are often famous because they drove change that made lasting impact. They did something differently, and it produced a great result. Think no further than Henry Ford. Henry Ford once said that if he would have listened to the people around him, they would have told, they would have told him that they wanted a faster horse, not a slow car. Can you think about this? It's like, can you imagine if Henry Ford was like, oh, you know what? Good point. Didn't think of that. Faster horses. Duh. No, he saw vision. He knew that the discomfort of change was necessary to make a lasting impact. Would you say that Henry Ford is famous? I would. Many of you are thanking Henry Ford today because it's how you get around in your vehicle. If you get stressed when things change or things don't go according to plan or you prefer to reestablish order rather than initiate change, leadership might not be right for you at this time. I would say particularly in today's age when companies and products are constantly having to innovate and to remain competitive and all they're doing is change. I mean, think about this pandemic. Think about the onset of the pandemic. To mask, not to mask, N95, face covering, uh, to vaccinate, to not vaccinate. Are we going to fire employees if they don't vaccinate? Are we going to beat City Hall if we don't vaccinate? I mean, are we shutting down? Are we going to keep working? Is it going to be remote? Like, look, we can go on and on and on. Change is inevitable, and great leaders create it. Matter of fact, they don't even wait for it. If there's not a healthy flow of change, the greatest leaders get agitated, and they're like, where do we go next? How do we disrupt this thing? Healthy disruption is a great thing that every leader possesses. So are you, are, you, uh, are you a change agent? Or do you see change as like, man, I don't know. I kind of liked how we've always done it. Take inventory of that as you decide whether you're going to be a great leader or not. The fourth thing, you avoid confrontation. I will tell you, I spend more time talking to leaders and entrepreneurs about navigating challenging leadership maybe than any other topic. By and large, I think it's human nature. Most people don't like confrontation. Matter of fact, no great leader even likes it. But leaders need to be willing to put those feelings aside and have the necessary difficult conversations. I, I mean, I help company after company navigate the hardest terminations, the hardest disciplinary action, uh, you know, giving up on a product that they put a lot of energy into, 
This is like the story of my life. And this is not ever easy, but I will tell you, 100% of the time, it is necessary. And from my experience in the corporate world and now as a consultant, I will tell you that this is, this is one that comes up most often. I spend a lot of time helping business owners and leaders navigate this confrontation or this healthy tension. There's a very universal truth in leadership. People will not always meet expectations and things will not always go as planned. For anybody that's listening that's been in leadership, you know this to be true. As a leader, you will often need to address uncomfortable situations. And sometimes, depending on where you're at in the leadership org chart, this is happening not just daily, multiple times a day. I remember um, in my leadership journey, uh, I had what we would call, uh, we'll just call them sale, we'll call them leaders in training. And I had this leader in training. And uh, I, as part of their development, there was an, an opportunity to confront another employee. And I thought, man, <clears throat> this is going to be a great opportunity for this aspiring leader uh, to really dive into and really engage into a little bit of healthy conflict. So here was the scenario. Uh, the company that I was with, uh, kind of conservative in approach, um, we were polished. We, we, we had the, the white Oxford shirts on, the ties, you know, blue or a black suit, pretty conservative. And uh, we had hired this new person onto the team. And the first day, this new person showed up looking like Johnny Cash. I'm talking black from head to toe. I'm talking black Oxford, black tie, black suit coat, black pants, black socks, black shoes. And you want to talk about them sticking out like a sore thumb. And by the way, they look pretty sharp. I actually thought they were showing up to sing and serenade us. Although they looked amazing, they were not fitting in. I could have let this go on. We could have just let this go on and said, oh, you know, black's, black doesn't. I mean, we can live with that. It's not that big of a deal. Not only would I have been letting the culture be breached, but I would have been setting this new employee up to fail and look like the, the sore thumb on the team. So I go to this leader in training, this, uh, this person I'm mentoring, and I said, hey, I have an opportunity for you. You know how I've been telling you, like, leadership is full of confrontation and leadership is full of challenging discussions? Yeah, 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 boss, I know. I mean, I'm ready. I think, okay, I got an opportunity for you. And I think it would mean a lot coming from you up here. I said, um, we have, a, we have a, the new employees showed up. They're in the conference room right now. And uh, as luck would have it, they're wearing black from head to toe. What do you mean? Well, black, like all black, like everything's black. And you know that's not going to fly real well here in our culture. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I said, I need you to go into that conference room. I need you to introduce yourself, welcome them to the team. And somehow nonchalantly, I need you to have this tough conversation. And this leader in training looks at me and was like, there is no way I'm going in there to say that. That is embarrassing. I'm not going to embarrass them like that on their first day. And I'm like, either you're doing it or I'm doing it, but it's getting done. Like, we're not looking past this. So I coach and I role play this leader in training to go, to go have this conversation. And they could not get the courage up to have this conversation. I knew in that moment, this is not the time. They said it's what they wanted. They're not built for this. They can't do it. I had to have the conversation of which the new Johnny Cash said, wow, 
I am so glad that you told me that. That would have been embarrassing had I showed up. I just gave them a gift. By the way, you know what I learned? When onboarding new employees, don't set them up to fail. I learned, Johnny Cash learned, and I also learned I had a lot more work to do with this aspiring leader. There's stories like that all throughout my leadership tenure. I remember one time doing a training and, uh, you know, people from all over the country were, were flying in and coming into this training. And we show up on the very first day and uh, everybody's supposed to look a certain way, line up with the, you know, the corporate dress code and whatnot. And um, I'm in the back of the room and I look, uh, I look over and I see this young lady with a very short skirt on. And uh, the top was very, very revealing. As if uh, she didn't want to waste any time because as soon as the training let out, she was going to hit the club. And I'm like, this just isn't going to work. Now, in her mind, she probably thought, I'm balling. Like, I'm, I, I am ready to go. I am, I am dressed to impress. First off, whoever sent to this training, epic fail. You set this person up to fail. However, this needed to be addressed. So one of my counterparts that was a newer uh, leader was a female. And I'm like, look, we want the best outcome here. A guy telling a girl that she, her, her, her skirt is too short and that I can see cleavage, that's not ideal. If I can get another female leader to have this conversation, although it's uncomfortable, it, it may be a little more palatable. And so I go over to the female leader and I say, hey, um, I noticed something that we, that we need to address. And I, I present the situation. And I said, I think it's going to be best served if you have this conversation. It, it looked as if I was asking her to give up her first child. Like, you want me to say that? Like, how do you think this person's going to respond? I said, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. She cannot be in this class. You need to remove her from the class, and she needs to either go change or she needs to go to the mall. But she can't be here and do that. It's not fair to her, and it's not fair to the culture that we have. And so I'm telling this to this female leader, and she's like, Hanch, I don't think I can have that conversation. I've never had a conversation that uncomfortable. And I said, look, I know that you're new to leadership, but this is the first of many that you're going to have to have. Are you willing? I'm willing. Let's talk to it. She does it. Outcome wasn't perfect. The environment wasn't perfect. But afterward, years later, Time and time again, she would tell me, hey, you remember that one time we were in that class and I had to address that girl? Man, I really appreciate you talking me through that. Here's the bottom line, listener. It's not if you have to have a tough conversation. I could do 15 hours of podcasting around the tough conversations that I've had to have that you're going to have to have as well, and you have got to be willing to embrace it. Exceptional leaders don't avoid these conversations. They see them as necessary and their responsibility for working through issues and moving the mission forward. The number five thing, you're arrogant. This is a great sign that you're not ready to lead. And uh, guess what? You don't get to decide if you're arrogant. But you better take some inventory on, on your purpose and your calling. Because the best leaders that I've ever come across, they are humble. They treat everyone with respect. <clears throat> They're very willing to help. Good leaders have the strength to admit when they've made a mistake. 
And they're happy. They're pleased to acknowledge when someone has a better idea. As a matter of fact, it gets them kind of excited because they know this thing isn't hinging on just them. These, these are the type of leaders that don't take all the credit. They recognize and they celebrate the hard work and the success of other people. It's important to understand that leadership is not about power. It's about responsibility. If you want all the glory but none of the accountability, leadership is not for you. Nobody wants to work for a leader who is more concerned about themselves and their self-acclaim than their team and their team's development and their team's progress. If you are an arrogant leader, the best you can hope for is is some level of compliance and maybe some fake applause. To be a leader, it requires followers. Without followers, you will fail in leadership. I'm glad to report that everybody listening is not arrogant. Keep in mind, the mirror does not lie. You know who you are. This is a potential character flaw. And if you are going into leadership with arrogance, it's not going to serve you well. The number six thing, low emotional intelligence. In all the years of succession planning that I've done, there were two things that always stood out to me that held leaders back. One, challenging leadership or avoiding confrontation. And the second thing was the lack of EQ or emotional intelligence. Being aware and having the ability to manage your emotions and recognize the emotions of other people on your team, it's a key quality of any great leader. Having solid emotional intelligence means that you're pretty tough to to offend. You got pretty thick skin. You're self-aware. You let go of mistakes. You don't get too high on your highs. You don't get too low on your lows. You surely don't hold grudges. It means you have a way of neutralizing toxic people and you have high empathy. Because maybe you haven't run into toxic people. You're going to. You're going to need empathy. You're going to have to have thick skin. You got to be self-aware. Not only is high emotional intelligence key in motivating and influencing others, it's very crucial for conflict management. Conflict is the flavor of the day for every leader. People will be inspired by someone who can manage their emotions, not someone who's all over the place. Nobody respects a leader that's always rattled and lacks composure. Nobody ever said, you know what? I just love the fact that we never know what we're getting from them when they come into the office on Monday. I just love the fact that we never know when they're going to get upset and throw a chair into the wall. No. Great leaders are composed. They're composed in the toughest of adversity, and they're composed in the, in the biggest of celebrations. When they win big, they say, what's next? When they lose big, they say, what's next? It doesn't matter. They're not rattled. you got to have high EQ. So this is a brief, and I mean brief, list of common things that I see that are signs someone should either avoid leadership altogether or commit to improving before they sit in that infamous leadership chair. I hope this has at least helped you come to a crossroads as you think through some of these things that I talked about today. One of those is, I need to find another career path. And if that's you, you're welcome. Number two, maybe you're saying, I got some work to do to become a better leader, but I'm committed to it. 
This doesn't mean that you're not destined to be a great leader. What I'm trying to achieve in today's episode is to bring a level of awareness and save you a lot of headaches. Awareness of how might you be holding yourself back? How might, how might you be holding yourself back from being the leader you want to be? The great news is with time, with persistence, with a whole lot of patience, most of the traits that I discussed today can be developed with the help of coaching and mentoring. So if you really have your heart set on being a leader, but you checked every box I talked about today, look at where you need to start making improvements and start working on them right away. Leadership is something that can be learned. If you've identified some of these areas that you need work on, but you have no idea where to turn to for help, I am never going to leave you hanging. I've dedicated my life to helping others. I have a sign right behind me that says, lead, inspire, and win. This is, I'm about this. I want to, if that's you, I want to invite you to become part of our leadership development group. This is a community where we meet virtually twice a month. We address foundational leadership principles. I personally moderate these calls. I give clear examples of what I've learned on my journey. I leave time for Q&A. I take requests from the group on what are the pressing topics that they want to cover. If, if you're very serious about your commitment to becoming a great leader, I want to give you an opportunity to join at zero cost. If this is you, I'd like you to email me at jeff at jeffhancher.com with the subject line leadership development group. I'm going to provide you a 30-day free tuition. You can experience the group. You can see firsthand the value that it brings. This 30-day free trial, it's also going to get you access to our library of sessions that we have completed since 2020 when these groups began. If you're passionate about leadership and you don't want to give up on your dream, we're here to serve you. We're here to help any way that we can. I hope the episode challenged you today to take some real inventory, to self-assess where you are on the journey of having great leadership impact. Appreciate you all listening in as you do every single week. I and our team are fully committed to your progress. Keep climbing, keep striving to reach your utmost potential as a leader, and never forget that you all have been set up to be champions in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead, inspire, win.